It's time for your journey to better health. We have Dr. Brad Shapiro in with us with special guests. Brad, if you would, our standard disclaimer and our sponsors. Too much melatonin going on in my in my world. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Ultimate Health uh, uh, or your journey to health. I'm sorry, I'm getting back in the swing of things. It's a, I got a bad case of the Mondays, but. Uh, uh, before we get started, let me give you the standard disclaimer. Please understand that we're not trying to treat you over the airwaves. So if you do have a health care concern or if we talk about anything that sparks your interest, please seek out the health care provider of your choice, whether it's a chiropractor like myself, physical therapist, medical doctor, massage therapist, dentist, whatever the case may be, please seek out the health care provider of your choice. Then I want to mention our sponsors. First, we have Unstoppable Church, headed up by Pastor Brad Brinkley and staff. Great group of people. They do kind of rock and roll worship service, and then they're associated with a large group called Life Church at Oklahoma. You can reach them at 931-649-2909. Again, that's area code 931-649-2909. And then our second sponsor is Abundant Life Assembly of God Church here in Winchester. That's the church. That's the church of myself and my uh, wife Melissa and our son Jackson go to. Great people, and I happen to have. Uh, Pastor Josh and his amazing wife, Lindsay, is our guest today. Um, hey, how are you guys? I'm waking up, so you might have heard that in the intro. I don't know. <laughs> That's part of the intro. <laughs> no, it's uh, sometimes you have a case of the Monday, that's for sure, and sometimes oh, it's hard to get going. Sometimes it is. Yes. But it is a good day. This yes. is the day the Lord has made. Hallelujah. I'm on a rejoicing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So... I, uh, I wasn't able to be there yesterday because I was at a conference in Phoenix, um, and I just flew back yesterday. But I heard through the grapevine, a.k.a. my wife and some others, that it was a great uh, great sermon you did. Man, I don't remember what I preached. Huh? <laughs> uh-huh. You preached on melatonin, didn't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, yesterday we talked about uh, forgiveness, but in the context of holding grudges and, yeah. and offenses. Yeah. And, uh, you know, something we all struggle with. Oh, for we sure. We all struggle with it. And... I kind of, I didn't preach the exact same sermon that Pastor Jerry preached 20-some years ago that I heard that really helped to change my life. It stuck with us forever. It stuck yeah. with us forever. And he said, awesome. you know, yeah. <clears throat> when you have a, an offense, you know, typically you nurse it, you rehearse it, and then you disperse it. Yes. And so I kind of used the story of John the Baptist. He was beheaded. Mm-hmm. And really, it wasn't Herod Antipas that wanted him killed. It was his wife, Herodias. Yeah. She was really offended because Herod took Herodias from his uncle Philip. It's really a twisted, like, it's a twisted family dynamic. But anyway, so John the Baptist confronted him on a sin and said, you know, it's against God's law for you basically to marry your niece. Yeah. I think it's against the law here, too, now. Like a backwoods family reunion going on. Just exactly. one of them trees where there's no branches on it, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but anyhow, so she got offended. In the NIV, actually says that she held a grudge okay. or nursed a grudge. Nurse yeah, grudge. nursed okay. a grudge. And, uh, and then she ultimately ended up having John the Baptist beheaded. And so yeah. take an offense, take a grudge to its full conception, you know, and it brings death. And so we talked about that a little bit. So where's the balance between... You know, talking through something, but then eventually you've got to let it go. You yeah. Know? And I, I, for my personality type, I have a tendency to want to talk through it very quickly, and then I'm ready to let it go yeah, and right. move on. I think for other people, and I don't mean this is a right or wrong, but I think for other people, they need to talk through more thoroughly to kind of process it. 
and yeah. then they let it go. But what's the what's the balance with that? You guys think, or how would you recommend somebody if they're just really frustrated about something? How can they let it out? Yeah. But also not nurse it yeah. and let it fester and let it be yeah. something that grows and becomes toxic. I think first off, follow the biblical rule. You go yeah. to that person that's offended you and you talk to him. <clears throat> because Amen. most time people don't want to do that. They just yeah. want to nurse the offense. That which you know, what does that mean? It means hold it close to your heart. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Feed it until it grows. <laughs> yeah, know, they they want to nurse it and then they want to just lay in bed and play it over and over again. And they want to think they want to add things to the story, take yes. things away, things I should have done, things I shouldn't have done. Yeah, <laughs> and then they begin to disperse it and they start telling other people, but. Biblically, we're to go to that person that has offended us. Yeah. And when you do that, there is so much that is resolved that you may not even need to talk it out with anybody else. Yeah. Um, because a lot That's of the good. times what you'll find is it's a perceived offense. Yes. It's not even a real offense. The person didn't even mean to offend you. Yes. You know, they said something and, and you got offended yeah. for whatever reason. So I would start there <clears throat> for sure, you know, going to the person. I think and, that's huge. Talking with them. I think that's great advice. Yeah. yeah. And I think if you are going to talk it out, like you mm-hmm. said, you are going to talk it out with someone, it needs to be only one person, mm-hmm. uh, you know, instead of nursing it and, like, giving it out to a bunch of other people. Because um, Pastor Josh here mentioned last uh, yesterday that a lot of times you'll you'll play it over and over again with a bunch of different people, they'll get offended. They mm-hmm, they right. catch your offense. That's the dispersing mm-hmm. part. And then, yeah. and then you and the person that offended you mm-hmm. that you make up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. y'all, y'all resolve things. Yeah. But everybody else is still real mad. No. That's everybody good. else is still harboring that offense that you gave to them that you yeah. handed over to them. And um, and so it's it that's that's the part that's really healthy so, or unhealthy. So, um, you know, making sure that. Um, that you're not handing it over and passing out offense to uh, everybody, everyone else. Yeah. You know? I think that's, that's a great point. I love this study. I'm, I, you have my notes pulled up. Thank you. Yeah. But there was a study that was done in Zurich, Switzerland. I don't know if I said that right. Zurich, Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> but they took electrodes and they like they attached them, I guess, to people's heads. And, and yeah. they... They did a study and they had them go over like offenses. And as the, what they found is there were certain parts of their brain that lit up from mm-hmm. a PET scan when they were meditating or rehearsing these offenses that had happened to them that were deep seated. <clears throat> what they found is it was like the same part of the brain that lit up when you would drink and become intoxicated or you would take a hit of cocaine and become intoxicated. Okay. And so when you rehearse an offense, it, it becomes intoxicating. You get addicted. There's an addiction. Well, we know that, don't we? Yeah. Haven't oh, we yeah. all done that? Oh, There's yeah. a sick, weird, twisted <laughs> like sense of satisfaction that comes from it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's why it's so dangerous. And then... It always lends itself um, to to becoming a public display. You do. You end up dispersing it. And yeah. Pastor Jerry uh, used to use this analogy. He said, when you disperse an offense, it's like you take a feather pillow and you rip it open or cut it open with a knife on a windy day and you just... You just let all the feathers go shake into it. it. You shake it out into yeah. the wind. It's impossible to go retrieve all those feathers. Yeah. And uh, and so that's why it's so dangerous to disperse it. In Hebrews twelve fifteen, I'll say this and be quiet. No, Hebrews twelve fifteen says this. It says, "See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, 
and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and to defile many. Yeah. Because that's what happens when we begin to, like, disperse our offense. It defiles people. Yeah. They catch it. It's like taking a, a water out of a bitter well, mm-hmm. taking a drink of it and passing it on to other people. It poisons yeah. them, too. Yeah. So. No, that's good. Go to that person that's yeah. offended you. And deal with it. Nip it in the bud quickly. Amen. And then if you can't, you know, yeah. biblically it says, yeah, bring somebody along with you mm-hmm. to kind of mediate it and then the talk through it. Yeah. Uh, no, that's good. Good, good. I think that's – you guys brought up a lot of great things, I think, for people to remember. So, number one – you know, don't disperse it. Don't um, nurse it. Don't nurse it. Don't, don't disperse re- don't it. Don't rehearse it. And <laughs> yeah. don't disperse it. Nurse, rehearse, disperse. Yeah. So what? So what? Uh, what would be action steps for people? Say, say somebody really makes you mad. Um, yeah. So you would just go to that person first. Right. I would go to that person. and I'd be honest with them. Say, yeah. hey, what did you mean by? <laughs> X, Y, and Z. When you said this, what what did you mean by that? Yeah. And if they really meant what they said, mm-hmm. then you know you go through the process of talking with them about it. You know, and and guess what? Sometimes though, people are not people. Some people are just a walking offense. I'll mm-hmm. just say <laughs> some uh, yeah. people are. Yeah. And and you have to you, you have to accept that. I mean, there has mm-hmm. to also be forgiveness that takes place. Yeah. There's got to be this place of. You're willing to forgive. Yeah. Um, Corey Ten Boom has an amazing story. I've got the quote on here. I don't, I, I'm not going to read it, but I'll, I'll just kind of summarize it. And she talks about, like, forgiveness. It, it's a process. It yeah. takes a while. And so she equates it to the analogy of, like, a bell. You know, we've all seen a bell on a steeple. Mm-hmm. And it's a, there's a rope attached to it, and you have to pull the rope to get the bell ringing. Yeah. And she says, though, once you take your hand off of the rope, there's still momentum. The bell is still going to be swaying back and forth. Yeah. But the key is to take, don't put your hand back on the rope. And the same thing is for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. You have to make an initial decision to forgive the Mm -hmm. offense, but also understand that there are going to be these waves of, uh, uh, of offense that just keep coming back. You're going to think about it. Yeah. But the key is each time to say, I'm not, I'm not going to lay down in my bed and rehearse this thing over. I've, mm-hmm. I've released it. I'm not putting my hand back on the rope. And so I think that's a really balanced perspective. Um, I learned a lot from what you just were talking about because, uh-huh. you know, for my temperament, sometimes it's hard for me to understand how people just can't get over it. You yeah. know? Yeah. But I think that bell thing, I think right. for certain temperaments, it's just going to, you know, don't, nurse it anymore and don't reactivate anymore but also i think i need to learn sometimes to give people grace that it might take a little bit of time before the bell stops swinging because my bell tends to just stop 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 swinging immediately you've been blessed man well i mean not that not that i'm always like that (laughs) for sure not not that i'm always like that i've got plenty of imperfections but um yeah i just i have that tendency to want to just move forward and maybe i move forward too fast sometimes i mean that's just yeah um but i, I think that's a really good visual of yeah. that swinging bell yeah, i really is. really do yeah yeah cory ten cory ten boom for most of the listeners probably know who she was but mm-hmm. <clears throat> she was a you know a holocaust survivor her family yeah. uh, provided refuge for jews uh, in holland during yeah. the nazi occupation and she was actually imprisoned in a in a, in a concentration camp but miraculously was freed and lived to be 90 years old and a lot of the things she talked about obviously were forgiveness and that that is one of the best quotes that she has yeah 
because we're humans. I mean, you know, and we're we're just wired to to want to think about people. And offended me, you know. Yeah, I oh want yeah. justice. Yes, I want his head on a platter. But let's yeah. don't don't <laughs> grab that rope, you know. Yeah. And go back to that moment where you're like, no, I've, I've made a choice to forgive. Yeah. Because I mean, Jesus, man, it's very it's a. Uh, the wording is very, very stout, but yeah. you know he talks about if you don't forgive somebody, he can't. He's not going to forgive yeah. you. And yeah. we go back to Christ. We've ultimately been forgiven of yeah. our sin, and uh, we have to look and see what Christ has done for us and extend that same grace. What are some tools when people want to grab that rope again? What are some tools that they can use? I mean, I think of things like exercise. Sure. Um, I think of, you know, for me personally, I think of praying in tongues. You oh, know, when my moment. spirit yeah. when my spirit begins to kind of yeah. sink some and yeah. I get in that moment, you know, of whatever. Yeah. Um, just praying in tongues really tends to, to lift your spirit. Oh, man. You know? Yeah, prayer in general. Prayer in general. Yeah. Prayer in general. Give it to the Lord. Let him know. Uh, call people. Mm-hmm. Call your pastor. Call a friend. You yeah. To say yeah, I was going to say that many times the people that offend you, um, you know, it's hard to it's hard to be offended truly mm-hmm. by someone you don't know. Yeah. So generally, the people that offend you are going to be people that you are close to. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. And yeah. and so when we put it into that context, we remember that these people are people that we actually love. Yes. Yeah, these are good. people that actually do love us. Yeah, that's good. And we can be tricked and we can be lied to by our hurts or mm-hmm. by, you know, the devil himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. To try and convince us that those people don't love us. Yeah. Um, but many, we are, we're, we're such a society full of insecurity. Yeah. That we are so, <clears throat> it's so easy for right. us just to, to sever ties with someone mm-hmm. who has, hurt us we're just quick to be like well i'm done i'm done i'm done yeah um but i think that the 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 real proper approach is to number one remember that this person at one point loved us yeah and then to also remember that we are to extend grace to each other yeah um amen you know and and so i think about the scripture that says don't let the sun go down on your anger Mm -hmm. so that means resolve your issues before before you go to bed. Yeah, yeah. And then there's another scripture that says, if you remember someone has something against you. Yeah. So if you remember you've offended someone, you've got to go to that person. Yeah. And so if you're looking at it from a biblical context, if you're offended, you better go to that person. Mm-hmm. And if you've offended someone, you better go to that person. Yeah. And so if we were all in a beautiful, perfect world, yeah. full of perfect people who follow, mm. you know, the instruction of the word of God yeah. to the T. Which I don't know, but uh, I know, exactly. Yeah. So if it were perfect, yeah. everyone would be meeting in the middle yeah. because everybody would be saying, hey, I've offended someone or they've offended me and I'm going to them. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. And so that's either really, really way, good. as a believer, the responsibility lies on you. To go to that person and make things right. It's whether personal you're responsibility. Offended, yeah. Whether yeah. you're offended or whether they've offended you, the responsibility lies on you, a man or woman of God, yeah. to go to that person and to make things right. Yeah. No, that's yeah. good. And There's under, so much meat in this. Understand, though, that even if you have the desire to make things right and you make, you make put forth the attempt mm-hmm. to make things right, it may not be received. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. You've done your part. And you it point. goes back to grace. Yeah. It goes back right. to grace for that person. We have to understand that that person's thought process is not the same. Yeah. You know, Brad, mm-hmm. you just said, I may not even be a believer. Right. You, yeah. you just said, you know, you're quick to forgive and get over. I mean, most of the time, I mean, not, I don't yeah. bat a thousand, yeah. but 
But generally speaking, you know, and others, others may be like, I don't know how to process this. I don't know what to do. I've been holding this. I've been nursing this offense for so long. I don't know how to let it go. You know, I've been holding it close to me for so long and nurturing it. I don't know how to let it go. Um, And so you have to give that person time. You have to understand the, uh, the, the, their past and mm-hmm. how they have lived and their life experiences. And so it all goes back to grace and giving, extending grace to other people, letting them go through the process and allowing the Holy Spirit to work on their hearts. Because mm-hmm. really, we're not the ones. We're not the ones that fix things. No. It's the Holy Spirit that comes in and soothes, comforts, and uh, offers guidance and correction. Yeah. Um, and and that's that's a huge piece that I think we have to remember is extending grace to each other. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, in full transparency, I mean, I I think I'm good at forgiving very quickly, yeah. but I could stand to work on letting other people go through their process, yeah, that's good. you know, and giving them grace. Because sure. um, it's yeah. it's historically sometimes it's just hard for me to understand. I mean, how are you just not getting over it? But right. to, to give people grace to know that depend on their life experiences and triggers and whatever. I mean, it's um. You know, yeah. it's important to give people that that grace to to go through whatever process they need to. I, this may be odd, but I feel like the Holy Spirit just brought brought this to remembrance. <clears throat> I think if a good tool is testimony too. So like if you you can watch the testimony or listen to the stories of people like Corey Ten Boom, or if you have somebody that's close to you, yeah, that's gone through something major and it took a lot for that person to forgive the other person. Yeah. They can share their testimony about the process they went through to forgive yeah. and the benefit of forgiveness. Man, mm-hmm. the freedom, you yeah. know, the freedom that you are walking out. You're basically, when you don't forgive, you're placing yourself in a jail cell. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you've got the key. You can get out, but you're choosing not to like yeah. get out. Yeah. I mean, and it is tough. Yeah. But so if you can find people like you are survivors of some kind of trauma that you've gone through, and mm-hmm. they can talk to that to that person about the benefits, the freedom mm-hmm. that comes, you're out of that snare. That's what offense that's means good. anyway. It's a snare. It's a trap. That is good. I mean, that's, that makes me think of an organization like Blue Monarch or some of those. Oh, places. yeah. You know, when yeah. you hear some of those testimonies right. of yeah. some right. of the things the women have been through, everything from right. sex trafficking to, di- to addiction to... Right. Whatever, and there's they still have the ability to forgive and, yeah. and grow. It's it's remarkable. It's and key it's, to recovery. When I went through the twelve steps, I can't remember what step it is, but there's one where you make a list of amendments mm-hmm. or uh, of offenses and people that have offended you, and you go to those people and you make amend you make mm-hmm. amendments. Whether that sometimes they're not even alive anymore, so mm-hmm. you may go to their gravesite or you may write yeah. a letter. Yeah, but it is key to forgiveness. It's yeah. key to to, uh, to being uh, able. To be yeah. free, to be set free and connect with your creator. Yeah. Uh, because forgiveness will just, it'll keep you locked up, man. Bound up. One thing, what, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say super fast. Um, you know, my mind's pinging all over the place like your all's is. But uh, at one point at this conference that I went to in Phoenix, this guy talked about, you know, and this is all research-based, but the biggest indicators for health. And the number one above exercise, nutrition, anything was healthy interpersonal relationships. Oh, man, yeah, um, yeah. And so much of what we're t- 
talking about is going to restore those things. Yeah. yeah. But, if, you know, if you want to know how healthy somebody is, look at how healthy their interpersonal relationships yeah. are. It's huge because you can't yeah. take enough vitamin C to fix your marriage or whatever, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. um, so it's huge. But anyway, sorry. Emotional intelligence is so huge. Yeah. Emotional intelligence. Yeah. Being able to recognize your emotions and sort through them and then recognize other people's emotions and mm-hmm. allowing them, you know, to, to process theirs is mm-hmm. just so key and so huge. Yeah. Um, one thing that uh, one of a, a mentor of mine uh, did with me um, many years ago um, that just brought so much healing to me um, was she actually just sat with me for a, a very long time, and uh, and she uh, she had me close my eyes. Um, she had me uh, picture a, that person who has offended me, mm-hmm. and we went through different people, you know, um, you know, uh, she had to be picture that person in my mind and had me, uh, you know, hold that person's hand in my mind and then walk that person to Jesus Mm -hmm. and place their hand in the hand of Jesus. Um, and just say, I release you, you know, yeah. I release you to Jesus because really we don't want, I mean, a true Christian wouldn't want revenge. Yeah. We would want healing. Yeah. You know, I mean, so obviously the person who has offended us has something going on with them. Yeah. Yeah. And so they need Jesus. Yeah. They need Amen. healing. They need restoration. Um, and so really we don't fight fire with fire. You know, mm-hmm. we don't fight anger with more anger. We don't fight revenge, or, you know, anger with revenge. We we bring healing uh, mm-hmm. because we are peacemakers. Yeah. As Christians, we're yeah. called to be peacemakers. Yes. Um, Not keepers, but yeah. makers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's um, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and so, it was just so healing for me to just hand those people one by one over to Jesus Himself, lay them before the Lord, mm-hmm. and just say, "I release you from, you know, from." My prison, you know, and um, we did that yesterday with a a couple of people who came up for ministry. And it was just it was just really beautiful to you really felt a shift within that person. That's awesome. As they were, you know, visually handing those people to Jesus, you know, one by one. Um, It was really beautiful. No, that's awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. We need to do a 10 part (laughs) series on this, (laughs) you know. Yeah. There's so much in here. Uh, you, no, I'm no. good. I think. Yeah. Is, are we done? Uh, we're getting close. Yeah, we got three minutes. Okay. Um, <laughs> the key is just letting go. It sounds like, right? Yeah. Letting, letting yeah. go. Let go with and that it, rope, man. Yeah. And I know it's <clears throat> easier yeah. said than done. Right. Um, because, like you said, the bell is going to continue. Right. The momentum is still going to be there, but continually handing those people over right. uh, to Jesus. He was the one who can really take care of things, right. mm-hmm. you know. Right. Uh, I can't. And, that, and that's part of what I think about, too, with not grabbing the rope, yeah. is, is not interfering with what God's doing. Right. You yeah. know, get yeah. out of the way. And you eventually know? <laughs> the momentum will stop. Eventually yes. that bell will quit yeah. if you just don't put your hand to the rope. If you don't yes. continue to rehearse it yeah. in your mind. A lot, of times, a lot of times when we have that offense... It's the enemy trying to keep us from oh, yeah. something really yeah. amazing. Yes. You know, so That's many great. times, you know, we a, a divide happens, and actually there was a huge purpose in that relationship. I call um, that stuff the bullies yeah. at the border. Yeah. You know, just about the time you're getting ready to cross over yeah. into something amazing, those bullies try yeah. to hold you into yeah. that offense or, or unforgiveness yeah. or whatever. For sure. 
Well, you guys want to give the vitals on the uh, yeah, the church? Go for it. Sure. Um, we are Abundant Life Church. We are located at 3310 Cowan Highway. Um, our service times are at Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our corporate encounter. And then uh, Wednesday evenings, we have a really great um, time uh, with our amazing study that we're currently doing um, called uh, Faithful Father, Faithful Bride, and We Are the Bride of Christ. And mm-hmm. it's a uh, discussing being faithful during perilous times and um and so our society that we live in right now is is um, perilous it's perilous so um, <laughs> and not very faithful yes, yes. so it's, it's it's a really great study um so that's at 6 p.m on wednesday evenings okay awesome yeah well thank you guys for joining me i really really appreciate it i always yeah. enjoy doing this and i always learn a lot i learned time. a lot today so well i hope you guys enjoyed the show um once again my name is dr brad shapiro with ultimate health available five days a week monday through friday you can reach us at 931-967-6308 want to encourage you to uh, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash ultimate chiropractic. Check out our website, www.ultimatehealthtn.com. Don't forget about our open house, which uh, I think Josh and Lindsay are planning on being there mm-hmm. um, May 19th, Friday, May 19th from 12 to 2. Uh, WC, uh, we'll have a live radio. We'll have um, uh, great food. We'll have prayer tents. Great. We'll have... Um, our new massage therapist, we'll have our uh, Christian counselor, we'll have um, all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, so if you have any unforgiveness, you can walk in there yes. and literally leave it and walk out. Yes. Amen. Yes. yes. Bring your unforgiveness <laughs> to the door. <laughs> uh, yes. right. Well, thank you guys, and uh, we'll do this again. We normally do it the last or the fourth Monday of the month, but it just didn't work out this last time. So make sure you guys tune in the fourth Monday of May.